You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. everybody welcome to the next trek podcast every week we break down the latest episode of star trek discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier my name is tyler and i am chris and we're here to talk about star trek discovery except star trek discovery isn't out yet no so uh last week we talked and hopefully everybody listened to it uh last week we talked about why we love star trek um our desperate geeky crazy love for star trek that we have um that we have put some thought into um we talked a lot last week about all things uh that that we just that draw us to trek that we um that we love when we're looking for a star trek episode so everybody if you're if you're somehow picking up episode two go back and listen to episode one and you'll kind of get our background and and what we really care about with with star trek yeah so what are we doing today we are. I'm going to ruin Chris's brain uh, for Star Trek Discovery. That is my goal today. I, that's when I woke up this morning. I thought, you know what? If only could Tyler could ruin my brain, <laughs> my life would be better. So I'm excited. This is going to be good. This and is going to be good. That's what my students all say. You know, I, I, I'm a I'm a teacher, and I, I know they wake up every single morning and just say, you know, what if he ruined my brain today? And yes. I say, challenge accepted. That's right. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. Well, uh, so we let's dive in. Um, today we're going to talk about what are we looking for in Star Trek Discovery. Um, not not the philosophical stuff that we talked about last time, but more the practical things. Um, what have we heard about Star yeah. Trek Discovery? Uh, Chris, you haven't really seen that much about it. You've tried to kind of keep your distance. Why did you do that? Well, because I saw a trailer early <laughs> on and it worried me a little. And so what I was letting it do is I was going to let it simmer. Okay. Um, you know, about a year and a half ago when they had talked about Brian Fuller taking over the show, I got really hyped. Because you and, slightly like Hannibal, right? Oh, man, I love Hannibal. <laughs> I think Hannibal is one of the best shows uh, that have been on television over the last probably decade, if I'm being honest. Um, and I so, I, and I, yeah, I just love, I love the look of that show, the feel of it, all of that. So when, when Brian Fuller was attached to Showrun, I got pumped. But as soon as he left... I yeah. kind of just said, I'm going to let that sucker simmer and I'm just going to come to it when it's ready. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and that's, we're definitely going to dig into that um, in kind of our, what are our fears section yeah, of yeah, Star okay, Trek yeah, Discovery yeah. today? Cause yeah. I, I am in that same boat with you when they said Brian Fuller, you know, yeah. he's like modern Star Trek gold or royalty. You know, he really is the, the best of the best. Um, he you know, was responsible for the last few seasons of DS9, right? That's that's or at least was a, a part of it. Yeah, definitely Voyager, and I'm pretty sure he wrote on on Deep Space Nine. I I actually should I could double check that, but yeah, I think so. Um, uh, the the best thing, you know, let's let's dive into this right now. I had this I had this scheduled for later, but you know, we'll let's talk about it now. Uh, I'm just messing. I'm messing up your messing, brain now. I I sent you an outline. I'm um, so sorry. I don't no. like outlines. If, if you know me, I, outlines are not my deal. So. That's that's okay. We this is this is great. Uh, Brian Fuller. We were. I think everybody was psyched when Brian Fuller said he was going to do it. Right. He, yes. Um, yeah, he was responsible for a ton of great things with with uh, Discovery. He's he's Hannibal. He's um, uh, just show after show of, of really 
great stuff. Um, American Gods, which just exploded yep. this year, which yep. allegedly is his reason for not being a part of uh, Discovery any longer. That's right. Yes. From what I've heard, he left Discovery to show run or at least help show run uh, right. American Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- you know, the, the rumor mill behind it all. And, and I'm we're going to try today to maybe stay away from the rumors because it's going to go it's going to go crazy and we can go way down a pretty dark, you know, hole <laughs> yes. of Internet, uh, you know, blackness um with with this but uh the the rumor is that he wasn't turning stuff in on time and he was kind of just going at his own pace and things were running over budget and so uh so they asked him to show run his own thing on his own for stars which is a you know a premier service and they can afford right. to go over budget so that's you know whichever story you want you want to hear i prefer to not you know have a problem with brian fuller because i I really like him, and I'd love it if he came back for season two. Um, but who It'd knows? Be so good, right? Yes. But w- with all that, though, we've got man. We still have royalty. I, you know, I can't complain about who's actually running it now. Um, so who's who is running it? Who, what 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 do we got? What, what's going on here? So the big big names are okay. Akiva Goldsman and Alex Kurtzman and Nicholas Meyer. Those are the huge three names. Um, Nicholas Meyer, you may remember from a couple of tiny little films called The Wrath of Khan and The Undiscovered Country. Oh, um, those. Yeah, I just I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, those, those I don't little... know if they're really important or have made an impact on Star Trek at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Nicholas Meyer, he comes back, you know, and, and that gave me more confidence than almost almost than Brian Fuller, even though he's just been away from it for a while. I guess that's my only thing. Right. Um, and then, well, I, I'll be honest with you. Alex Kurtzman does not fill my heart ask. with joy yeah. because because and, and this is another thing we're going to get into later on uh, and, and perhaps we can come back to. But he was, of course, involved heavily in the Star Trek reboot, right? Yes. The 09. He wrote He's, those. Yeah, he at least co-wrote. I can't remember if J.J. Abrams actually wrote part of it. But, yeah, definitely is Kurt, one of the writers of it. Kurtzman and Orsi, right? They oh, both yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, it was. It's, of course, Kurtzman and Orsi, not, not yeah. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, so th- that's what. When I heard that he was involved, yeah. that's why I assumed well, something else we'll probably talk about that yep. this was going to be taking place in that same universe that he wrote for, but apparently right. not. But I think sorry, I'm, no, that's fine. I I think that that actually, I I think that what what he's going to bring to the table with this yes. is, um, you know, they did redefine at least the look of Star Trek for the twenty first century beyond beyond Enterprise, you know. Mm good or bad for the writing or for the story or you know going into a new timeline or things like that they right. did update it pretty significantly yeah. and i i oh, don't yeah. dislike the look of it all generally i don't know do you have a problem i know, i know he's a writer he's not you know in charge of that stuff but in terms of the look and feel i i bet you that's a lot of what he's bringing to the table yeah no absolutely and probably more uh, i'm i'm guessing is he producing or is he writing do you know uh, probably both i think he's let me you know what uh, this is what's not on my whole thing uh, i'm pretty sure he's attached as as both producer and writer okay um, he, oh he's well, an executive producer and co-creator that's what he's credited as okay so he's not going to be writing um or directing which the mummy was not exact oh you have it written here it was a blight on his record and i totally agree i totally <laughs> a little agree bit. yeah um you know honestly the, the look of the new films i quite enjoy but i i i really do credit the casting 
in Absolutely. those movies um, uh, with a lot of the charm of them yep. because I love those characters. Obviously, those are some of my favorite characters of all time, yeah. right? That crew is amazing. And I think they cast it so well. Uh, the charisma oh, is perfect. So, so I'm I, I'm still gonna I'm gonna wait. I, I don't know as far as like the look goes. I'm not exactly sure. Just probably because of where I've come from, I don't think that I'm like the biggest fan of the okay. look. I think it's okay. I think sure. it's fine. Um, you don't like but, the lens flares from every direction. <laughs> you know, I whatever. I, the <laughs> lens flares don't bother me. It's more the production design. Sure. The actual like the. In the last film, Star Trek Beyond, where they had that huge circular, what was it called? The name of Yorktown, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yorktown. That was yeah, pretty funky. I, yeah, I just, that kind of production design just feels like kind of throw everything against the wall. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's fine. Whatever. They have a lot of money there. I'm sure it's not going to look quite like that here. So right. I, it really comes down to the casting, which we're going to get into in a minute. But I think it, it comes down to the charisma of those characters. Sure. And and it looks like uh, I was just double checking the credits. It looks like he, I don't know if he actually has written any episodes. They haven't announced any beyond the first two yet. Like what, who's writing and directing what? Other than we know okay. Brian Fuller wrote a lot of the the beginning. Brian okay. Fuller wrote the first two. Um, Nicholas Meyer co-wrote the second episode with him and Kurtzman with with Brian Fuller. And Kurtzman um, did the story with Brian Fuller for the first uh, episode. So. Cool. He's involved in some fashion with the writing, whether that means you know teleplay yeah. or whatever. Um, cool. Akiva Goldsman, um, you know, is another co-creator and uh, of this. And I mean, if you go to I, I I don't know if I still if I actually wrote it in the in our notes or not, but if you just go to Akiva Goldsman's uh, Wikipedia page and just look at his writing career, he has written such films as A Time to Kill, which is phenomenal. Um, a Beautiful Mind, I, Robot, Cinderella Man, Da Vinci Code, yeah, good or bad, um, I Am Legend, um, he he actually had a cameo in uh, Star Trek 09, because um, hmm. he's a huge, uh, and oh, and in Into Darkness, because he's a huge Trekkie, um, nice. so I think multiple Academy Award, if not winner, then at least nominated, so he is a, a huge writer, he's going to be able to at least bring some good gravity to it. Even yeah. though he has things like Jonah Hex on his, uh, you know, <laughs> on there. Don't don't bring those. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, whatever. And so yeah, he absolutely. Yeah, it, lo- it, it looks like you. It looks like you looked over a lot of these movies that he was a part of. The writer of Batman and Robin. Okay, I, I, the, <laughs> I skipped <laughs> the writer some. of Lost in Space. I mean, literally, you picked out the oh, better Lost stuff. Oh, Lost in Space. I will stand by that movie. That's a great no, I movie. know, but well, it was great. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. Constantine. I mean, was that a really solid, great movie? Solid movie. Jonah Hex, not so much. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, all right. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, well, he didn't write that one, but still. Paranormal Activity two, three, and four, executive uh, produced. Excellent films. Well, okay, maybe not four, but wow, two, two excellent films. All right, we got to get back onto Star to... Trek before <laughs> you lose all credibility. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, so uh, generally good stuff, you know, minus a couple of things. Everybody's got some bad, some bad stuff. Um, You're right. Hey, you know what? Everybody's coming in on a, with a clean slate. Right. We just gotta, we gotta give them benefit of the doubt. That's, That's fine. Right. I'm willing to do that. Uh, uh, Kirsten Beyer, you know, who is a, a, a big Star Trek novelist. I think she might be one of the first Star Trek novelists to be brought on um, hmm. as a writer. So that's kind of cool. You know, she does know the characters just in a different way. And coming at it from a novel standpoint, um, yeah. you know, is, is kind of interesting. And then the big one for me, I did not even know this guy was involved. Joe Minoski, 
Um, and I just listed a couple of them here. Again, go to this guy's uh, Wikipedia or IMDb page. He has written episodes like Darmok, Times Arrow, um, Year of he- a, lo- a ton in Voyager. He's responsible for most of the two-parters in Voyager, the big ones. Um, nice. Uh, Year of Hell, Scorpion, The Killing Game, Timeless. Um, Blink Those of, are all uh, really great episodes. Right? Blink of an yeah, Eye was Dar- almost on my top five. Darmok was almost on my top five. Same, Darmok, same here. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Oh, I mean, I know. come on. I know. Come on. And so this guy, again, if Brian Fuller can't be there, at least, you know, we've got we've got this guy holding down the fort. You know, I'd love Brandon Braga to be around or Iris Stephen Bear from both from Enterprise, Voyager, or, or DS9. But we do yeah. have this guy, you know? So, yeah. and Jonathan Frakes is directing an episode. I mean, now I did not know that, but I'm really excited about that. He did first is, contact. I mean, I know. come I on. Know. He also did an that's, insurrection, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, you know what? Better script, right? First I, contact was an I awesome like script. Insurrection, I, but I think, I think he's, I think he's a good, I think he's a good director yeah. just because of the fact he has such reverence for the material itself. I 100%. think he will do a good job. Yeah. I cool. hope they bring in some of the others, LeVar Burton, Robert Duncan McNeil. I mean, or, or Roxanne Briggs. I, I really, or Biggs. I, I hope they... I hope they bring in some other guys. All right, cool. All right. All right. Well, I mean, all that sounds good. Okay, right. fine. There's there's some solid so talent okay behind. Well, I mean, okay. You're yes. We're, anything else I say, you're going to be fine, right? <laughs> well, I'm not going to make any promises at this moment in time. If if Brian Fuller was still on this list, <laughs> I'd be down. We could just but none of these, yeah, none of these folks give me that kind of stamp of approval where it's like, yes, this guy is involved, so I'm down no okay. matter what. So, you know, that's, it's not there, but that's fine. It's fine. They they could still do great work. We've got Sonequa Martin-Green as our lead, first African-American woman lead um, as, uh, of a a Star Trek series and first non, uh, non non-commander lead. Cause you know, Cisco was not a captain at the, at the beginning. She's a commander, uh, I believe a lieutenant commander, um, but she's not a captain of a ship is, is, or a commander of a space station. Right. Um, and but her name's michael so yes i just want everybody to notice her name is michael at the very beginning um and and we're just okay with that it's happening you know um she's what do you know about her so far i mean have you have you seen anything about her her character Uh, well i mean again i've seen the trailers right so the 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 longer extended trailer that's been out for now i guess i think comic-con they released it um but you did see the comic-con one okay Right. Yes. Yeah. No. I've I've watched the trailers. I've gotcha. seen all the all all the trailer stuff. Um. So I know what's. I guess what it sounds like. She. I mean, should I say this? Is this spoilers? Or or, or this is what we're talking about, right? I guess this is what we're talking about. So from this point on, everybody. You know, I'm I'm not. You know, I we don't know anybody in the know really. You know, right, and, no. and if anybody in the know wants to come on and talk to us, then hey, come on. please. But uh, we're. This is like speculation. what we talk about is, is speculation. It's it's compiling things that you know we've read and seen, interviews, Comic Con panels, things like that. So, so spoilers as much as we can. From what I surmise, it looks like she starts off at a high rank, mm-hmm. or at least a higher rank. Yeah, I she think makes she's the first officer of the. Of, she, yeah. yeah, she makes a major mistake of yep. some kind. And is maybe the only person that survives on her ship. I don't. It looks like she gets trapped in some sort of like brig, right? Yeah. Where she's Which like, kind of cool. A, That's a cool in image. a force field, yeah, and, and in space, right? So the force field's still up, but 
and then she has to like jump it looks like out of that into actual space yep. onto another ship i don't know why too I don't know. many shows are doing that nowadays by the way in movies guardians yeah. of the galaxy yep. darkness did that yeah yes. whatever so it, and it looks like then she has to what, what it looks like is she gets in some sort of political issue with the klingons when yeah. she makes that mistake and so she joins a new I'm guessing Michelle Yeoh is the old captain. I'm guessing yeah. she dies in like the first half an hour of this first pilot. And then, or may, whatever. I have no idea. It yeah. just seems, it seems very shifty. Like I can't, I don't understand what crew is what, what yeah. ship is what. I don't understand any of that. But it looks like she makes a mistake. The Klingons get pissed off at the Federation. Uh, and she's pretty much responsible, or at least she blames herself. Right. And so she is assigned to a new ship with a captain who is a real kind of like go get him yeah. take no nonsense guy it seems like he's anyway. he's the kirk of this it looks like yeah but it, it seems like he's a little less uh charismatic it looks like everybody hates him from what yeah. i heard anyway yeah. Yeah. like nobody enjoys him and apparently she, he he convinces her cuz the the last i think sentence of that is don't you want to correct the mistake you made or yeah. something like that like you know tells her that coming along on this endeavor might heal the wound that she opened up so that's all i know is is that she feels responsible for a possible klingon war or at least some sort of a political debacle that she has created sounds very star trek six esque yeah Uh, she has to go and 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 uh and fix it so that's all i know that for all all i know about the plot all about know about her character and all i know about all the characters honestly those are the only three characters that i'm really familiar with michelle yo kind Mm -hmm. of sort of uh, Michael's character, who's supposed to be the lead, that she's got something to prove, and then we've got uh, the other captain, who is uh, apparently just a really straight shooter. And I don't know. That's all I know. Awesome. Don't know anything else besides that. All right. Well, let's let's dig into it then, because okay. there, yeah, there's there's a little bit more. And of course, you know, once again, this is all. Uh, I keep you know looking at these sites and looking at people breaking down trailers and things, and there's a ton they put out a ton at, at comic-con but there's a lot that people have just are just surmising right sure um okay and and so it's a lot of this could be wrong and i would i guess i would be one of those uh, included as well um so this is set 10 years before the original series um oh okay 10 years yeah uh so uh enterprise was i think 150 years before something like that this is 10 okay. um which also means by the way T'Pol could be in this she could be super old, but T'Pol could could supposedly be in this. Um, and got that's it. my dream right there. But um, we've got... Oh, you, you have a little crush on T'Pol? Is, she that, just, is this what's happening? This is something I could talk about for a long time. Not my crush uh-huh. on her, but she is, and by me, is one of the most underrated characters in in Star Trek. I hated her. I hated her. And then I just finished this big rewatch I talked about last time, and T'Pol is very interesting um huh. she was brought on i think for the jerry ryan you know seven yes. nine cat suit no, appeal no doubt no <laughs> and, doubt and and jerry ryan transcended that way faster than she did but to paul eventually gets there um anyway i i could we could have an episode okay. on that but sure. yes uh yes. so so she could be in this um tons of people i mean kirk could be in this you know kirk at this point 10 years before i think is on the farragut you know as a lieutenant we could get a reference to kirk if anybody talks about the Farragut, they're talking about Kirk's ship. Um, Spock could be in this, and they all could be in this. You know, I think they're going to stay away from that probably for a season. You know, and 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 of course, and let me clarify here, just so I'm understanding, this is William Shatner as Kirk. 
This would not... be William Shatner. But this could be Chris Pine. He would never deign to be on a TV show, I think. You know, he, they couldn't but, afford it. But, but, but it's not the same. But it's not the, technically the same. Techni- oh, oh, I see what you mean. This is timeline. This is prime. This is prime timeline. So, but what do we mean by prime? Prime means the, the original, original Star Trek yep. show. Yep. The Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine, and Voyager all take place in one universe. Right. And the 2009, for those of you who, who might not know, the 2009 Star Trek starts in the prime universe but then there's an event that takes place and it forks off into what we call the kelvin universe basically the moment that nero's ship goes back in time correct i mean i think that's it yes they split off yeah and he attacks the kelvin and that's why it's called the kelvin universe because that event never happens obviously in the series on television that we're familiar with never destroyed yeah because vulcan's destroyed in in, in that in that uh, in that film so yeah and for okay. me that's what made me okay with it that's what made me okay with the kelvin with, with that movie happening um because i you know i walked out of it at first and going like are you joking are yeah. you kidding me and then you know and I, I watched it again and things like that and and i thought yeah they this is a new timeline hey yeah. i'm okay you know whatever yeah. happens in this timeline happens and it and fine you know and they get to play around again you know and then and they messed around they messed it up real bad with into darkness and things but and I but like they can't, but but they can't do they can't do that here because they're, they're, they are now. We, so what what I'm being told are, is, is that we're beholden to, yes. at some point, all the events that happen in the original series yes. have to happen yep. in this universe. And everything that happened in Enterprise happened. You know, so we've got no same That's thing. Nice. By the way, in the Kelvin universe, Enterprise is the only series that that has any bearing on the Kelvin universe because right. Enterprise happened before. The, the timeline split, which is why right. in Beyond we have an NX class ship and things like right. that. Um, Interesting. Interesting. They, they are, they've hired people, and, and I don't know where they lost my resume um, or yours, but <laughs> they hired, they have hired people to be canon consultants. Nice. Um, and so, which also is another thing that gives me um, some reassurance. Now, there are things, again, that we will mention in, in just a minute when I talk about Michael Burnham um, that will ruin your day. Um, and that is one of my few hang like true hangups with this um, series. Okay, um, let's go. So let's let's move on. Got, I, I, I feel like I got stuck on this no, prime no, universe fine. thing. We can talk about. I'm, I just yeah. Let's move. Let's that's, keep going. That's an let's important thing to talk about. You know, it it really is because this no one I think would be complaining if this was a, uh, in the Kelvin timeline. I think zero people would have a problem with it. Yeah, you know? and and, I, and I'm fine with it even just being its own timeline or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, whatever. I just it's just. To me, I feel like it is it is damaging creatively that they yeah. now have to be behold to like everything that comes comes yeah. after them. Because so that means that there's no there's no we know that you know Kronos is going to be okay, right? We know you know what I mean? we understand right. where all these characters so they have to do something totally different. But we're going to be talking about Klingons, and we know, know. how all that ends up. So it just doesn't seem narratively all that interesting. I, I agree, and, and I, they are talking about this one niche little area in, in Star Trek history where there's uh, the Klingon War. We know that the Klingon War happened. We know that in TOS, the Klingon War is really not done. It's almost done. You know, they they, stu- they do fight a couple of times, then the Organian Peace Treaty happens. So actually, the kind of cool thing is the conclusion to this storyline, the long-term conclusion of this storyline, happens in the original series, in the episode yeah. of End of Mercy. You know, yeah, and so we've there is that's the that, that's a kind of a cool thing, but it's also you're right they've they're starting out writing themselves into a corner. 
Well, and that's the problem. If if you can go watch the end of the story, you have to do something super interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we already know how the story ends, okay, great. Then why are we? What is this story? What is it telling us? Yeah. Why, why is this story interesting? Then why is it worth going back? I really wish that they would just do something after Way Voyager. In the future. Oh man, <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree with you. This is this would yeah. be one of my main gripes. I think it's still going to be fun, and I think I'm I am still going to enjoy it. But I feel and and maybe you know, maybe being maybe writing themselves into a corner like this is like creatively fueling. You know, it's like a challenge sure. we've got to get around. So that's kind of cool. But I I feel like. You know, why not go way in the future? Go go a hundred years after. You know, we jumped a hundred years or eighty years between original series and next generation. Why not jump another hundred? Yeah. And you know, some people have said that it's because it's too utopian. You know, everything is all peaceful. You just had the Dominion War and the Borg. It's not too utopian. Um, break down the Federation. Yeah. Have have something right. terrible happen, and they have to go back to their roots again or something like that. But absolutely, no. They're, they're they're. I mean, come on. That. that the possibilities are endless there, but we're because now you haven't here. written yourself into the corner, you know. Right, right. But here we are now, so let's. Right, we're here. Let's go. What, what, what's next? All right, hit, I'm gonna hit, ruin hit your me, day. Are you ready? Hit, hit me with, yeah, hit me with, with some bombs. I'm All ready. Right. I'm ready for it. Ruin my mind, as you said. All right, I'm, I'm doing it. So, uh, like we said, we are at war with the Klingons. Um, yes. Uh, when we first meet Michael Burnham, she's the first officer of the USS uh, Shenzhou, and which is commanded by Michelle Yeoh's character, Philippa Giorgio, um, which I don't, I think I'm pronouncing that right, but Giorgio. Um, and he, she's a mentor to her. We see it in one of the trailers that Philippa Giorgio is uh, has um, has been her captain for seven years, and she's basically ready, kind of like kind of like a, a Picard and Riker. She's gonna kick her off the ship and say, "You need to be your own. You need to have command. your own ship. Take a command." Yeah. yeah, which is it's neat. That's good. It's gonna propel her forward. Um, here's the thing. So uh, it makes me so mad just right now, even thinking about it. Michael Burnham is has been raised. As Spock's half sister. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Okay, let's back wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> what? She is Spock's uh, adopted sister, not half sister. She's his adopted okay. sister. Okay. So and you, you know, you remember when he was telling Kirk about that, right? No, I don't Later understand. Yeah. This is this is mm. this is cannot possibly be in the in the. This is the in... only thing that really enrages me <laughs> about about Discovery. But like we even meet his his brother in Star Trek Five. They've already pulled this card. That's what I'm saying. They've already they've already done this. How many people are in Spock's Dagon family? So you know? is, so Spock will be in this show. Sarek is. Sarek is in it. So if you watch the trailer, the the Vulcan that she's talking to is Sarek. The one that's like on like the uh, holographic. Yeah, yep, that's Sarek. Oh gosh! Yeah, so I didn't know that you didn't know that. Oh, I mean, maybe they even said it, but like, I did. Honestly, I I just again, like, I've been watching it with such loose, like, (laughs) you know, like, okay, all right, fine. Visuals look cool. Yeah, maybe this will work. Yeah, that one I don't think is in any trailers. I think that one came out at Comic Con. Um, but uh, but it would explain why she's talking to a Vulcan. So so her parents were on Vulcan with her. When there was a Klingon attack, and her parents were killed, and so Sarek, um, Sarek who had, who had invited her parents there to Vulcan, I guess, um, you know, felt responsible and uh, essentially adopted her. Okay. 
So again, you remember all of those times where Spock was talking about his family or when, hey, he gets a half-brother in Star Trek V, the, the movie we shall not speak of. No one says, oh yeah, and I also have a sister. I don't... Okay. There's yeah, this is... no reason. It would make more sense for it to be Kirk's half-sister or McCoy's these, half-sister or these the Uhura's half-sister. So on, honestly, the, so several of the things you said to me have given me cringe moments already. Mm-hmm. But in particular, the fact that you were talking about like, hey, they could come across Kirk if they mentioned this and that and this. And I was like, oh, man, please don't do any of that. I hope that they just have Easter eggs. Really I'm okay with bad. Easter eggs. Yeah. I just don't need us to like. But Sarek? Yeah. That means that Spock will show up. How? Yeah. How? Spock's oh. already. Now Spock's already in Starfleet at this point. Um, he's Spock's already on the Enterprise. Spock's serving with Pike at this point. I honestly, honestly, I just did not believe you. So I was like, I, this is not proper. So I'm looking, yep. I'm literally on IMDb and you're right. <laughs> I don't you're think they've right. asked Spock. I don't think they've said anything. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. It looks, She's got to talk about him. Man, he, not he looks like about her. He, the, the guy they got to, to play Sarek looks like Sarek from yeah. the original series, which yeah, is Yeah, they did actually, a good job. Uh, what's his, what's his name? I always forget his name. James he's a, Fran? Yeah, he's Fran? A, he's a decently sized actor. I think he's been in Star Trek before. The thing that I, – I don't think that it makes that necessarily okay, but that is the only big hurdle for me. Yeah, um, I can get over a whole lot. That that one is just – they didn't need to. Yeah. You didn't that, that, need to do it. It just seems like some of those really unnecessary yeah. tie-ins that these prequels need to have yeah. to feel like, oh, hey, remember when we used to do that over there? And you're right. like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm, I know. I'm desperately hoping that that wasn't what was going to happen. The Sarek connection just boggles my mind. I swear, though, if they, if if Spock does show up, or if or if Kirk shows up, and it's not Zachary Quinto or Chris Pine, it, we're going to have some some times. It's going to be bad. Well, but no, but I think that it shouldn't be. But then we have well, three Kirks. This is not James Bond. No, what would be wonderful is if they did a uh, Trials and Tribulations. Oh, that's okay. That would be sweet. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Where like we have like the actual, yeah, you know, uh, being played by the original actors right. uh, coming. Or that, hey, that would even be... the voice. You know, we hear Kirk's voice. We hear Shatner's voice. You know, a little bit. That'd be kind of cool. But but let me no no. <laughs> let, let me be totally honest. I hope that does not happen. I agree. I I am. I don't want it to happen. But if they do it, I hope they do it right. That's <laughs> and you know they're gonna do it. You know they're gonna do it. They have to. You they, can't they not. have to. <laughs> oh god. All right. So that's the big thing. Take okay. a deep breath. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. Yeah. After this, I actually am pretty okay. I, I I think a lot a lot of the other things I'm gonna mention do have people up in arms. So maybe maybe you will be too. I'm okay. I've made my peace with a lot of it. Um. So again, uh, Michelle Yeoh is is uh, Captain Giorgio of the of the the USS Shinzo. Um, Jason Isaacs, you know, awesome. Jason Isaacs uh, is Captain Gabriel Lorca. He's captain of the Discovery. Um, I, I have the same theory that you do. I think that the Shenzhou is going to, is going to blow up in the, in the premiere, you know, or, or early on at least. Um, and she's yeah. going to have to, cause like you said, we see her get onto the discovery. Um, I think I've seen both Michelle Yeoh and, um, uh, Jason Isaacs in scenes together. So I think that, you know, there must be escape pods or something and they all do get there, but you know, eventually they'll go their separate ways. Um, because so Michelle Yeoh is not going to be a series regular. I don't know if we know that yet. Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe there will be two ships for a while. You know, why not? Why not do that? Um, because I think, 
Yeah, we always have these isolated ships. This is Starfleet, right? Not Star Lone Ship. Um, so no, it's Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, but you're right. I'm... It's not Star Trek Shenzhou. You know, it's it's Star Trek Discovery. So eventually, well, we know the Shenzhou is going to get blown up or something. So um, or maybe taken over. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm I'm looking right now. It, it says Michelle Yeoh is in 15 episodes. Oh, so she's so in that, all of it. Okay, Great. she's in all of it. Yeah. So something happens where they're able to. Maybe Good. she becomes. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe they merge the crews or, or something, and that that's going to lead to conflict and things. Or, you ready for just randomness? Let's do, it. do it. She does die, oh. but we're just going to get flashbacks yeah. the entire season. There you go. Which, if she's been her mentor for that long and things, you, absolutely. I, I say. There's you know my what? guess. Ladies and gentlemen, like there's my guess. Michelle Yeoh dies in the first episode, but we're going to get like lost, like. Uh, flashbacks oh, throughout the entire series. Hey. Like, what did she do that was so bad? We have lost writers on this, man. You know, and it can happen. It can happen. Yep. You know, what if this is in the same universe as Lost? The island is just going to show up floating. Yes. <laughs> what, what, are, what, are, what is the registration number for the Discovery? Is it the numbers from Lost? If <laughs> oh it is, my gosh. My <sighs> mind would explode. But seriously, I think it's 1031. Okay, so the next thing that we have, uh, and this is, again, the, I don't think anything, I don't think most of what I'm about to say is going to mess with your mind too much. So okay. the big um, the big new alien, you know, every every series has to have an alien in some in some way, a, a new one. We had Neelix and Kess and Voyager. We got the Bajorans. We had, or the Cardassians got bigger in, in DS9. Um, we have Data, who I guess is an alien, but he's not human in, um, in Next Generation. And then Dr. Phlox in Enterprise. Yeah. We always get our new alien of the series. Um, this time we have Lieutenant Saru, who is a Kelpian. Um, Lieutenant and Saru, who is a, we've and we've never heard of this never alien seen species, this obviously. Yeah. No, and this is a minor hiccup that I have, um, just because, and this is just, honestly, it, it's a small thing, but it's like, we keep going back in time, right? Yeah. And yet we also keep introducing these new these new species who you know they're they're enough of them that they're in Starfleet, yes. but we've never seen one before. Yeah. You know, just like Flox, we've never seen a Denobulian, a Denobulian before, but suddenly he's on the first Warp 5 starship and he's and, and they're founding members of the Federation, but we've never seen them before. Say, wow. Go, if, go to the future, you know? Yeah. Go well, that's to why, the future. That's why Voyager works so well is yes. because, you know what, we've, we, we've run out of the aliens that are in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. Let's go to another portion of space and meet aliens right. that are alien. You know what I mean? That we're not familiar with. Yeah. Well, why and not have Andorians on on the bridge? You know, the Andorians were awesome in Enterprise. Why not have Tellarites? Why not have Benzites or any of these things that we do see? Yes. Uh, it just, you know. Anyway, so we got the Lieutenant Saru um, played by Doug Jones, who was Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Um, tall, skinny dude. You know. Um, I I I'm excited. He's the weird one that you've seen in the trailers. Um and I don't know, do you remember the thing that he says that he reveals in the trailers? Oh yes. Oh yes, the thing that I think I was most upset by. It's and weird, right? I'm hoping that it means something that it that it's that's not what it sounds like, but what he says from what I remember in the trailer, he says something along the lines of my species can detect death coming. Yep. My people, here's the quote from the trailer. My people were biologically determined to sense the coming of death. I sense it coming now. Determined? Yeah. 
so biologically it, determined. It looks like from the from I think this came out in Comic Con also. Uh, his species, you know, the Kelpians were on a planet where they were the prey of some other species, and so through you know biological, you know, through breeding and and things like that, they eventually somehow evolved this sense that they're able to sense death. Hmm. I also feel like that would be such a valuable character to have on every single starship in all of Starfleet that we should have seen them by now. Yeah, if it's a literal, a literal, I can, I still understand how that works, yeah. though. I think he's because there to deliver ominous lines. By the time you detect death, that means it's over, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless it's, it's like, a, like, oh, it's I have like a 12-hour window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the future can be rewritten, basically. Yeah. It's, it's not that, like... True. It's... Oh, I didn't think about it like that. That... <laughs> That, yeah, the, the, the future can be rewritten. That's kind of okay. That's that's kind of. I don't. I, I don't know that that was as, as amazing on sounding <laughs> to me as it does to you. I still don't think this is cool. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't. But maybe it will be in the context. If it's more of a spidey sense yeah. than it is, I can actually detect death right. itself. If it's more like I can detect uh, danger. Like yeah. I, I feel I feel strange. Mortal danger. Very kind of like what Troy, Diana Troy did, sure. you know, where she can like empathize and you know with, I sense anger, I sense fear. Yeah, yeah. but I, I sense I sense somebody who is going to you know, destroy us instead, who who might cause death. Uh that okay, might be like a helpful that. thing. I, I I can sense aggression maybe is more but if he can literally sense Yeah death coming yeah that just feels weird maybe it's just worded oddly i, I truly think he's going to be there to, to say ominous things I, I i really think that's what it is it's going to be like you know he's gonna we're gonna pan over to him one time and he, there's death coming you know and that's we're just gonna get that and they're like saru come on are you serious again uh yes we're in a war <laughs> right. with the klingons somebody is dying yeah i, I don't know it's we'll see and again like he is so i'm just i'm looking through imdb at the set photos sure and I'm realizing that he's on board the Shinzu. Yes, and then he will eventually be on the Discovery, and so I think they're going to there's going to be a merging of crews. Is he? I think so. I, Maybe he dies. Maybe he dies. But that's he's, what a, I'm saying. he's a big I name. I think. I think. I know, <laughs> but I think they'll be around. Here, this is my theory, man. I'm going to run with it, and it's going to be <laughs> wrong. But here it is. They're all going to die except for her. Maybe you know that and would be she, bold. I I actually hope. That, I kind of hope they do. That's a bold move for Star Trek. It would be awesome yeah. <laughs> if he's like, I sense death coming, and then they all do actually die. Right. I know. I think that would be, that'd be... That'd be spectacular. <sighs> I'm, I'm looking for a picture of, of any of them with that new captain, and I don't I'm see pretty... a single... But may, may, maybe I'm wrong. Again, like this is me being yeah. uh, right now thinking of this up. Come on. Surely I'm right. <laughs> I'm probably not. I'm, I'm going to uh, say, of course you're right. Yes. No, uh, no, we'll I, I I think I've seen those pictures, but but you know I haven't. I didn't make a point of looking that way. I just assumed. I assumed that they're on the Discovery because that's the, like you said, that's the name of the show. But you you know maybe maybe not. We'll see. I think everyone except for her on dies on the Shinzo. I'm gonna as as we're going through here, I'm I'm just looking for evidence. Yeah. Of the that new cat, the guy. What's his name? Go ahead. Uh, Gabriel Lorca, Captain Lorca. You know, the I will say, so the, the people I'm going to talk about in just a second, they are all, I know for sure, on the Discovery. The next the next few. I don't know about okay. Saru. I think he is. Um, okay. I think he's their science officer. Um, but I'm not 100% sure because you well, always he's have on the to Shinzu. be alien. He's on the Shinzu. Right. 
Okay. Um, so so my, my theory is wrong. We're going to debunk my theory <laughs> right now. This is going to be great. All right, go ahead. Continue, so, please. Oh, the other thing about him is he's got hooves. That's kind of cool, you know. He doesn't just – okay, so he actually has hooves. He actually has – it looks like he actually has hooves, not just the way he walks, but if you look at – there's a there's a picture, I think it's Entertainment Weekly, um, of them all standing on the on the transporter pad. Look yeah. at his boots. They they look funkier than everybody else's. They actually – it looks like – um they look like uh, like platform shoes but without a heel. Interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm all up I'm, – hey, I, cool. I hope it's cool. I hope it's an awesome character yeah. and that we love him. I really do. Yeah. I think they'd be great. I, that sounds really neat. I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that. All right, so th- those are the big guys. Uh, there's a few more. I'll just quickly name them. Um, I'm sure I left somebody off. You know, the the tons of characters that they're introducing. There's a, there's a lot of them. I'm sure I've missed some of the uh, some of the smaller ones. Um, Lieutenant Stamets is uh, played by Anthony Rapp. He's a science okay. officer on the Discovery, and he is specializing in space fungus. And Great. apparently it's hugely related to the plot. I don't know how space fungus is related to a plot with the Klingons. Maybe it's biological warfare, you know, um, but that would be, right. that'd be kind of cool. Um, and, what? Oh, that, that's, that, that, I was going to say like, what's that? that that's a, that's in Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. Like spores, molds, and fungus, right? Yep. Is he going to be like a, okay. All right. Maybe, maybe. See, a geeky, geeky character. Same universe too. We're bringing everything yeah. in. It's great. <laughs> it's all, t- it's all connected. <laughs> Uh, he is also so again, you know, doing something that Star Trek um, has has hinted at before, but has never really done. He's the first openly gay character in Star Trek. Um, so yeah, okay. it's it's just they've they've Star Trek has always been about you know about. I, but I thought I thought um, uh, Sulu is in Star Trek. That's the Kelvin Kelvin timeline. Um, oh my gosh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you can't claim something is the first when it's the second. It's true. It's true. Uh, sorry, the first openly gay that they're going to explore the relationship. That's what they're they're saying. Well, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that, so it, because especially George Takei was – George Takei was not happy about the what they did in Beyond, actually. He was who, – who Re- Oh, gay, well, because he, he never – he had never played that character yeah. that way. But he's not – that's not – Anyway, that's a completely new different, different, yeah, di- yeah, and different conversation. But and I'm sure this is going to come up in the in the run of the the, the series. So we'll see how they do. And um, but yeah, that's that's um, his big thing. They opened that door a little bit with um, with Dax in DS9 having a, a previous um, yep. like the the spouse of a previous host of hers come in. It's like but a I, loophole. But yeah, yeah. but I, they didn't do it well. You know, they really didn't. Um, and so it was it was very. That one was just oh, there's girls kissing on Deep Space Nine, and that was it. You know, right. it, they didn't. It was it well. The was problem really was that lame. that season, that whole season, was yeah. a little disappointing. Especially yeah. uh, Dax was one of my. I mean, our first dog was Dax. No way. Dax. So oh, okay, Dax, cool. my wife and I was one of our favorite characters. Yeah. And Esri, unfortunately, it was just a, it, would, it would be a huff, tough job for any yeah. actress. And it just the last season of a series to just suddenly change yeah. one of the core. I wish they would have just said goodbye. And, Agreed. And, and it not, removed the impact of her death. No, it so it. did. Yep. It was so like I don't know. Yeah, sorry, but yes, continue. I I agree. It was not. I just don't think the character was all that great. Yeah, I I do agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so that that was uh, Stamets. We have uh, Lieutenant Ash Tyler, who's got a great name. Um, he is a POW, and presumably a POW from the Klingon War, um, who hmm. they rescued. 
and he apparently and i don't know if they're just hyping this up he's apparently who uh, michael burnham is you know gonna have a thing with but we'll see um and then we have a cadet uh, on the on, on the discovery, and she actually turns out to be Michael Burnham's roommate. Uh, that is Cadet Sylvia Tilly, played by Mary Wiseman, and I should have said Ash Tyler is played by Shazad Latif. Um, and so, uh, but so we have this cadet, and she she bunks with Burnham at some point, and it's it looks like Burnham kind of mentors her a little bit, and um, she is she looks like she's a lot of the audience surrogate uh, from what. I, some few of the things that I've heard where she's like, oh, this, you know, the Starship thing is brand new to me. And so we're going to see. Yeah, she's like the super cute one. Yeah. Right. I, yes. I think I think I watched. Well, she looks uh, like fun. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think I watched a little bit of an interview with her. Yeah. Maybe it was the Comic-Con panel. I think I, I may have like seen bits and pieces of and her talking. She just seemed really bubbly and excited yeah. to be a part of where all the other ones were kind of like, yeah. Uh, my I'm character a, is so my deep. My character, yeah. It's like all this stuff. And she's like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, she yeah, looks like a Trekkie who got cast, you yes. know? <laughs> yes. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so as far as I know, that's that's the those are the big parts of the Starfleet crew. Um, I know that uh, Stamets' uh, partner is on there, and I, and I did not copy his name down, and I forget why, but uh, or I, I just forgot to do so. Um, so he's going to be there, and I'm sure there are other minor characters we're going to meet, but those are the the big ones that I that I see. Um, and then we get to the Klingons, and the Klingons. This is a hang up for a ton of people now. I <laughs> actually am not bothered by this that much, um, uh-huh. but they have radically redesigned the Klingons, and you you had to have seen some pictures by this point. What what do you think oh, about yeah. that? Uh, how how so? How how are they radically redesigned? They still have ridges. Yep. So yeah, we haven't gone ridgeless again. Oh wait you know? a minute! <laughs> uh, watch out! Hang they, on, just a they second. don't have hair now. You know that's the radical redesign. You know, I it doesn't hmm. bother me. It doesn't bother me that much. They do look more alien. I'd say they've maybe expanded the ridges. They're they're different colors than they were before. We have some that are almost blue. Um, you know, we've got some that are jet black. We have some that are um, d- darker brown, much like the the Klingons were used to. I see, this is what I don't a species being diverse, but I don't understand though. Yeah, well, but hang on, we don't ever see that in the original series. True, we also didn't see Klingons with ridges until the motion picture, and we just they they didn't explain that until two thousand three. My favorite, my favorite moment though is I can't remember what episode it was in Star Trek. Trials and tribulations. Yo, that's right. The ridges. And he was like, we don't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was so a bad time. It was, yeah. So, but they do explain this in canon? It's in Enterprise. They explain it. Yep. I don't remember. Tell it's, me. Uh, Please remind me. So, there, so, do you remember in Enterprise the Augment arc where with Brent Spiner when he came back as, as Noonien Singh's right. uh, grandfather? So, somebody, the Klingons got a hold of his genetic engineering um, stuff and injected it uh, into Klingon warriors, and the augment DNA was so. Uh, so this is like the augments I, I'm uh, are like cons people, right? They're they're genetically engineered super race kind of a thing that Brent Spiner's character messed with uh, even more. The Klingons uh, took it, injected it into some of their soldiers, and the augment DNA was so strong that it overpowered the Klingon DNA and removed their ridges. Um, who, and, it, and it was released like a bioweapon, um, wow. essentially. And so it, it, didn't, it didn't hit all Klingons, but it hit a lot of them. And so that's why we see that in, in TOS. And you know what? I'm, I like it. I'm fine. You know, how do you explain that? That is a nearly unexplainable thing. A lot of people didn't like that explanation. Whatever. 
I it, I was actually pretty satisfied with we don't talk about it, but. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like that would have been a little bit better. Just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But see, this is the problem when we go back and do this kind of thing because yep. then we are beholden at some point in this series to that being released again, I guess. But when did it happen in Enterprise? Does it happen at that point? Uh, fourth season, yeah, of Enterprise. So actually, it's already happened by this point. It's already happened uh, in the, before Discovery occurs. So they shouldn't have ridges. Some of them. It, it didn't happen to every single Klingon. It happened to a, a large portion of just them. Just the ones that we see in TOS. Just the ones that we see in TOS. Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay, it's, whatever. Yeah. Fine. So I'm willing wise. to go. I'm willing to go with it. <laughs> whatever. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, the, here's the thing. Like, you look at the aesthetics of the show that we've already seen. Yeah. And all of this stuff looks way different than it does yeah. in TOS. So you're going to have to suspend your disbelief. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. It's okay. Yeah. Design-wise, I mean because and actually this this came up you know they are actually apparently being pretty conscious of bridging the gap it's only 10 years between this and and TOS um there there's actually little bits you can see um in in screen caps from uh the trailers um you can see that that Burnham is actually wearing command gold not the blue with gold like accents on it like enterprise um but actually she's wearing a command gold shirt at one point we see Michael Burnham in two places wearing command gold. Um, one is uh, one is clear in the trailer. It's it's her behind Cadet Tilly who's lying on a bed. Um, she's, I agree. She's with you out on of focus. That. Um, yes. And this could just be an undershirt, by the way, or something. You know, just like in in the Deep Space Nine, um, you know, first contact right. movies. We could just it could just be under there. Although that seems like a, a really warm undershirt, but that's fine. Uh, we've got that. We also see her in a reflection the first time she's talking to to Lorca. Um, it looks like there's glass between them, not just a force field. It looks like there's actually glass because you see her, um, yeah, wearing wearing a different shirt, wearing a, the command gold there. So, um, I yeah. So I Interesting. I think I think at the very least this is not the most important point in the entire world. I think it's just that it's cool that they seem to be trying. To, to point us ahead a little bit more toward TOS. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't, they can't lose sight of that. So. Yeah, they have to. Okay. So this brings us to the Klingons. Okay. And like we said, uh, there's, there's some really big, um, the, the, like we had talked about, there's the, the ridges that have changed and things like that. I, that doesn't bother me. I don't care, but the Klingon okay. characters that we have, um, we have, Takuvma, um, who is um, the head of one of the 24 great houses. And he seems like he's the big bad or the big, almost the um, the Gauron or the Martok or, or the Kaelas, you know, uh, that we've that we've seen Ooh. before. He is bring he, he wants to. And we don't know. I, I hope we get a good perspective on this. I hope he's not just bad. Um, he seems to be trying to bring the Klingon Empire together. And to unify them. And at this point, they're not, correct? Or are they? They are making it seem like, no, the Enterprise 150 years before the Klingon Empire was yeah. somewhat together. Maybe not as unified as as in uh, Next Generation and Beyond, but in this one, we get um, we, we get a, a factionized or, or a, you know, we get some kind of a fractured um, empire. So maybe he's bringing them back together. You know, right. after some kind of big, big civil war or something like that. 
Um, and we do have houses in, in the Klingon Empire. We've had that for a long time. Absolutely. Um, and so he's the head of, of the House of Takuvma. And it's, he's played by Chris Obi. Um, all we really know is he wants to reunite uh, all the factions. He seems like some kind of a... I don't want to call him a fundamentalist. I just don't know maybe a better word for it. But he, he seems like he wants to bring them back to, you know, Kalos, to, to bring them back to honor. And um, it is right. kind of even a, a... Looks like a race war almost. There's a... There's a Klingon trailer, a Klingon-centered trailer they did where he um, he talks about um, they are coming for us. You know, they seek to to divide us. They they seek to separate us. Um, and, and it seems like it's even you know any outsider is against us, and we need to um, to fight back against them. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and we've got Laurel, who is part of two two houses. She's uh, that's played by uh, I don't know how to actually say her last name, Mary Shifo. Um, she's part of two houses, the house of Takuvma and the house of Mokai, who we've actually heard of before. That was in, in Voyager, um, uh, in the, what's the episode, the killing game. So remember one of the writers of this, uh, Joe, Joe Minoski wrote the killing game. It's when the Herogen take over, uh, Voyager and they yeah. force them to do those different battle scenarios. So Janeway's a Klingon in one of them and she's part of the house of Mokai. So anyway, just cool little That's thing. That's interesting. I like it. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yep. And then we also get Cole of the House of Kor. Kor being one of the three main Klingon captains we see in the original series. And who shows up in Deep Space Nine. So his house, we don't know if we'll see Kor, but his house is featured prominently in this one. Kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. That is very neat. Yeah. yeah. And I would hope that at least the major players yeah. would be in some way, shape, or form around. Yeah. And what I mean by play, major players, I wouldn't say Kirk is a major player at this point. Right. In any way, shape, or form. No, in fact, he, he probably be. doesn't become one. Even I don't even know, like when he would like show up on the radar of like, you know, amazingness right. uh, f- for all of the Federation. You know what I mean? Until I don't know. He begins. I don't even know when that would happen. He begins encountering Klingons and stuff like that throughout the original series, and and they have grudges against him and stuff like that. But I I agree. I don't think it's until like, you know. Uh, search for Spock or Voyage Home when he yeah. gets real big, you know. We're talking about like Admiral Kirk yeah. and then him making huge mistakes right. and being sent back to captain. Would he be like people in the Federation really know who Kirk is? Yeah. Um, he was so on the that, flagship, I guess, but still. Yeah, that still bothers me. But okay, <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, but but as far as like if you were on another Federation ship sure. at this point in time, are people talking? You about wouldn't him? know. You wouldn't know who Kirk no. is. No, there's no way. There's no way. No, he's he's just. A, I think he's just a lieutenant at this point. You know, he's maybe maybe on his way. That's up. why. That's why if they mention him, it will be really annoying. Yeah, because it's big space. Yeah, space is big. <laughs> we're we're getting toward the end. I know. Uh, the 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 next big thing that that has some people's you know uh hackles raised is harry mudd okay uh what do you what do you think about the fact that the fact that he's even here let alone i don't know what you've seen of him and things like that i I don't know tell me what i should feel about this i feel nothing i love rain wilson me too my only thing with him you know mudd is such a minor character it it is a random character to bring out i mean it seems like yes there are other characters they could have done but um, again, same, same. I absolutely love Rain Wilson. I think he will, I think he will bring some really cool things to it. You know, it's, 
again, it's the distance with it. You know, Roger Carmel was only, it's 10 years later after this. So maybe he's had a life change, you know, maybe he had a, you know, he hasn't married his crazy wives yet or wife yet, I guess. Maybe that, that does it to him. Maybe he just goes nuts. Um, My only problem with this is he looks like, he looks like Khan. They couldn't bring Khan back. Um, so, cause he's, there's a couple scenes and I think he was in the trailer, uh, that first look trailer, um, where he's like strutting around the bridge and he's like, he's almost like very you know, mischievous, mischievously twirling tw- the mustache, the mustache, which he does. Although he has a big beard, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have even the twirly mustache. Like it's too much for him. He's not a criminal mastermind, you know? Um, but maybe this plays into the, uh, the fungus uh thing sure. perhaps his oh. his trade in uh tribbles and small creatures and odd he's smuggling things maybe or something like that yeah, yeah he's he's he is a he's a trader and so perhaps this comes into major play of trade routes to the klingon empire so that they're able to uh get information in and out with their spies True. or whatever 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 so perhaps mud is the only one crazy enough yeah. to trade that route i would buy that okay I could I could see that I, I I just I hope that Rain Wilson, and this is probably why they picked him, you know, because he is brilliant. I hope he plays it with a, a good enough balance of the comedy that we have come to know from Harry Mudd, um, with with whatever other stuff he's bringing in. So that's yeah. I mean, honestly, the way he shot in those trailers, it does make me feel very much like he's playing a Q like character, mm-hmm. where he seems to know more than they do. Uh, and is like we said, very kind of in charge and twirling his mustache and somehow knows kind of what's going on and is like I've got information. Do you want it? Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. So you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm, who knows? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on that. Yeah, and I, and I trust I trust Rain, Rain Wilson. I really do. I I, I think because I think he's a pretty big Trekkie. I, I really I think I read that somewhere. So I, I would like to think that he's going to purposely be pretty respectful of, of the role and, and that any of these guys are respectful of the of the role like this. He's he's the first direct, you know, other than Sarek, who, you know, we are only seeing in bits and pieces. He seems to be the first direct um, crossover. And Sarek looks like he's only in the first episode, by the way. Okay. All right. There's that. He's only in one episode. All right. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. What happens in that first episode <laughs> is going to blow people's minds. And they're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, that Chris guy is a genius. They will. They will all say that. And we will make sure that we start those Well, they already do. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> no, no. All right. All right. Let's, let's bring this What's all next? just – let's bring this all back um, just to a, a positive place. You know, I want to make sure. sure we're ending this on what are we excited for. You know, what are we actually looking forward to – um, and, and this, we didn't prep this really, but just, you know, are there any moments that you saw in the trailer? You're like, oh man, that looked awesome. I want to see more of that. Uh, no, I, what I'm really interested in is the non-actiony bits that we've seen. Yeah. So far, this trailer is very action heavy, very setting heavy. What we talked about in our previous episode are I'm most excited about Star Trek on television being able to explore the themes that make me think that make me a better person so that's really what I'm excited for honestly is the 
the cracks in between these action sequences that we see. I want to get to know these characters and hopefully see that they are they get into adventures or problems or circumstances that cause them to have to have moral dilemmas and actually, you know, be better people. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think it looks good. I think it looks cool, but I, I'm still not like sold yet. I want to I want to see the 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 sinew that actually ties all these action sequences together, and that's what's really getting me excited. Um, for sure. So, yeah. I you know what? I actually I agree, and that's you've you've said pretty much the same exact thing. I'm excited for um, the a tiny little thing, and this is really just my my real niche uh, bit of geekdom. I love uh, film scores and soundtracks. I listen to them all the time when I grade. I listen to super intense ones so that I can be mean to the kids a little bit. Um, 90% of the music I have on my on my cell phone is nothing but film scores. Excellent. I, I, I love film scores. One of my favorite things. This oh. is wonderful. We can definitely talk about oh, this. Oh, I love it. Don't tell me this is not being... What are you going to tell me? It's Jeff Russo. And he's not done a ton... But I've liked everything he's done. So he did Fargo, um, seasons one and two, and I, I'm going to assume three, which I, I haven't seen yet. And oh, so we're talking about, okay, the, the television show. Right, yes, the television show Fargo, and he also did the television show Legion. And so okay. they're interesting. I, I, I am intrigued. Um, I've liked the little bit that we've heard in the trailers, although we got one, um, and now I'm forgetting which song was, was uh, covered in the trailer, but... Um, we've, I, I like what I've heard with Rousseau. He is, um, a pretty up and coming, um, you know, composer. The only thing that I can say I've heard is the end of one of the trailers, um, in Discovery has, has a, a new, like a, an updated version of the original series, um, uh, cue. So Jeff Rousseau, even though he is the composer for the series and, like we said, he's done he's done some some shows, but he's done mainly atmospheric work up until this point. Like even the Fargo theme, I know there is a theme to it. It's not distinctive and it's not memorable. A theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I am seeing here, and this is what website is this on? Um, oh, it's Slash Film. Slash Film talked about it. Um, they've oh, good. Uh, the show's main theme incorporates um, elements from the original series. So in some way, so it sounds a there's a theme. So that's good because you're right. You know, nowadays, you know, sometimes it's just a like a bang and then the title, a quick title card. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so hopefully, even if it's again, even if it's just little bits of notes, or even if they just take little little moments from Jerry Goldsmith or something like that, you know, that would be great. Um, I know that Giacchino, even though he got his start on TV, is too big um, to oh. to come back. Well, but I don't be cool. know. I mean, they him just doing the theme. I feel like would be fine, but no, it's fine giving it to someone else as long as there is a a theme, as yeah. long as there's an actual title title theme with the credits. Right? How I much you bet? Like that we only do that. We get that for one episode, and then we only get a title card after that. I no, I I I would say it's the other way around. Okay. I I would say because of my theory, you're going to get a title <laughs> card on the first episode. Yeah. And then the second episode on will get a full length intro sequence yep. every single time. Um, the big thing people have a fear of is CBS All Access. So yeah, no, you have to pay. It's eight dollars, right? I think it's seven six. nine. It's six dollars. Five, five ninety nine. So honestly, that's not horrible. No, number that's one. Not terrible. 
I will pay that for the month Star Trek is airing, cancel it, <laughs> and then the moment that it comes back on, bring it back up again and then cancel it again. That's fine. And what's interesting to me is that if they really use the the fact that they are not on network television to their advantage, yeah. if this TVMA, yeah, yeah, because they're able to be TVMA, if if they make it, because I wouldn't want, I, I want to pay it for HBO because the quality of Game yeah. of Thrones is so strong, exactly. and they're able to do things off of a off the air the fcc would never allow them to do right that makes the show better and if they're able to do that with this and they if justify it yes if they yes. Ju- they justify the move from network television and i have a feeling and i think i said this in the last episode but i have a feeling that brian fuller had a part of this where they said yeah. we want to we want to really launch this thing is like great then give me the ability to really dive into it and go yeah. do, go to places that i would not be allowed to go on network television and they probably said sure and then it took too long and they were like yeah. yeah but is that is that star trek is star trek tvma but there's the difference between being for kids and being for like teenagers so like supposedly like uh, a teenager isn't supposed to be able to see this because it's tvma right you know you're right yeah so because that this would be like 14 might is- be above your your kids heads so this is 17 and older right ma is supposed to be 17 i think so it's like the rated r i think so 18 maybe it's 18 but yeah i don't know but i don't know what it's rated at tvma for exactly and you know somebody pointed out on on one of these many many sites that i've been delving into lately they did point out it was just a single episode clip that they saw they didn't say that means it is only one episode that's rated ma but really it was only like whatever was screened, that episode that had or part of an episode that had been screened was was rated TVMA. Yeah. So maybe it's just maybe it's just one. You know, it doesn't have to be all of them. But I mean, if if they're doing if they're doing the Klingon thing, right? You know, that's what I'm hoping it's for. I'm hoping it's just for that. I'm hoping we don't get gratuitous stuff. You know, that was my only problem really with Westworld. Actually, I think did it well. I, I think did some some. I mean, it was it was certainly intense, you know, with Westworld, sure. the the nudity, but um, but Game of Thrones, there were scenes, and I didn't, I, I am not caught up because I stupidly am waiting to read the books, even though uh, it's going to be forty five years. Never happened. I know, I know, I know, and it's I'm not, just going to make my peace with and, it. And also, what's happening on the show is not going <laughs> to be what's happening in the books. I know, you're I fine, just have to, bro. I know. Bro, I can't. you're fine. It, it makes me angry that it's fine, whatever. Um, but so, so somewhere around season, I think it was season one. Like I, I saw through wherever the Red Wedding was. I saw through that season. Yeah. Um, and wow, But there were scenes in, um, in brothels. And I was like, there's no point in this being here. You did this just so that you could have like naked people doing stuff in the background. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And you they've know? said as much. The producers have said as much. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, that this is necessary. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that is Star Trek. If they go right, there, I don't think that is. if they go there, they'll get backlash. And yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be a good move for them. But, I agree. but if the subject matter is mature, like we're, uh, then I'm down. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying is, is that perhaps it is not just, it's more the cerebral maturity. Yeah. It's more like we're discussing things and maybe even seeing things with the Klingon empire that sure. are pretty bad um, that are deserving of that R rating, but yeah. they do so in a way that 
serves the story again. Fine. Okay. Cool. I guess. I guess. I could I could be on board if it's like there, that. There are things in First Contact when it first went PG thirteen. Oh, that went PG thirteen, and you True. see the Borg, you know, actually assimilating, and there's a lot of like you know, mm-hmm. there's some this cursing in in yep. first contact and all that amputated kind of... limbs and yeah and he's digging the the transceiver out of a borg's guts at yes. one point yeah that's true that's true that's and, and, and he brutally murders mm-hmm. you know a, a borg if that's what yep. you want to... but i'm but if that kind of thing happens where where people are doing these horrible things and it's frightening and it's you know then I and horror it. has Star Trek has a, a relationship with horror that's been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean the episode I think it's Genesis in at the end of TNG where they all revert back they they devolve yes. back to different yes. oh. that gave me nightmares when yeah. I was a kid. What was um, it? who who, I, who was the one that turns into a fish? The like in Oh the, Troy, she turns into a a frog. Terrifying. Oh the frog. Yeah, she's in the bathtub. Yeah, terrifying. so terrifying. Yeah. And uh uh Riker Riker was funny because he was like a, just a terrible caveman, but um, yeah. Oh, Barkley turning into a spider, horrifying, you know. And, and so junk like that, which you know, Star Trek has that relationship, and, and it could go there. But I just think, yeah, it, yeah, it, you're right. If it serves the story, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, and I think I think it will. I don't think it. I don't think CBS wants to go uh, HBO no. level. I don't think that's what they want at all. I think they want something that because they're airing this on television. The first yeah. episode will be on television. Yeah. So it can't oh. be too nuts. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think this is truly for real, guys, the last thing that we'll say. The the thing that I discovered, though, is is with CBS All Access, they are being tight-lipped. Uh, we talked about this before. Um, we don't know when things are going to drop. We don't know when an episode is going to air. Uh, we know that the first one is premiering um, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's um, following a football game. Right, so which it could also, be by anytime. the way, means whatever. Um, I hate that. That makes me so angry, but whatever. Uh, Star Trek so, and football, they go together. They do. Tyler. You know, they, <laughs> nerds and jocks. <laughs> uh, and, and I will watch part of that football game just because I'm going to be, I want to make sure I don't miss a second of it. Nah. Here's the crazy thing. So this is, it's it's a pilot episode, which means it's a, it's movie length, right? It's two episodes long. Officially two episodes long. Episode one is airing on CBS at 8.30. Episode two will be available at the same time online. (laughs) You cannot watch the second half of the pilot unless you go online. Yeah, that's going to be the moment when the entire Shinzu blows up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you're going to see the explosion cut, you know, and then, you know, please join us on CBS Alexis. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be that fool sitting there with my my laptop ready to be plugged into the TV. I'm going to we've already have a, a a watch party planned at a, at a friend's house nice. and they don't have but they don't have like a, a PlayStation or an Apple TV or something. So I'm going to have my HDMI cable all hooked up and we're we've got to you got to watch, you can't not. So Well, I don't have yeah. cable. I don't have traditional cable. So Yeah. I, I will be watching I guess. Oh, and, and that's an why I'm at this person's house. An uninterrupted uh an uninterrupted stream. Uh, well, no, no, it should it should be available right at the same time. Aren't they gonna? It, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're gonna block you from watching it on air. Yeah. Oh, online. I mean. No. Yeah. I think they'll both be available at the same time online. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. So that would be interesting. Like when the football game is over, they'll just hit publish. How is that even gonna work? I bet you it's gonna be available regardless at eight thirty on 
online. So I'll be watching it before you. No, at this point, now that now that you made me think through it like that, I'm just plugging in at 8.30 and we're going to watch it. Or 5.30 for me. I was going to say, why uh, are you watching that football game, man? If that's the case, that's right. I'm not watching a football game. Oh, I won't be <laughs> watching it anyway. But all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that, that brings us to the end, I think, of, of all of this. Uh, you know, trying to trying to sort out what we're what we're trying to expect from Star Trek Discovery, what we're hoping for, what we're terrified of. Yeah. Uh, what gives us instead of uh, like you said last episode, instead of what gives you goosebumps, some of us some of it gives us, you know, a, a wince or something here and yes, there. Yes. So absolutely. I, I I'm still excited. You're still excited, right? Oh, absolutely. It's Star Trek. Anything yeah. Star Trek, I'm gonna at least give give its full effort and let it yeah. let it be what it's going to be and i'm hoping it's good that is honestly i'm rooting for this show there's no doubt that i want this show to be truly great right. so yes i want it to do well i'm ready for it i'm a lover of loving things but there are some concerns that i have and i'm hoping sure. they overcome them i really am okay awesome uh so what can people expect from this point on from us yeah, I mean, so we're going to watch the show in real time and then very closely after the episode is aired, either that night or maybe sometimes it'll be the day after, we will get online together and discuss what we've seen, uh, do a full breakdown of the episode from top to bottom, discuss perhaps, number one, what that show is saying in the greater context of Discovery, but also even in the greater context of the Trek universe. I think we've established that Tyler is a much better Trekkie than I am. So I'm looking forward to his expertise. Uh, and Because he knows, I think, the original series and the animated series and this particular time in the Trek universe much better than me. So I'll probably come with questions. Nice. T- Tyler can answer these questions. And hopefully we'll be able to add to the the depth of uh, of of what it is the sh- the show is doing um that's what i hope to do but we'll, we'll be doing other things too right tyler what are the what, what we'll be throwing in some fun stuff right i know that we're definitely uh looking to get some guests on yes. uh, i've got a couple ideas we've we haven't uh, we haven't laid that out yet but we will no. um I, i'm excited to talk uh to some other people as well because they may actually keep us on track uh probably not impossible we're gonna dr- we're gonna pull them down with us that's right um, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna bring people on. We are going to uh, have some some Star Trek trivia that we are trying to stump each other with. We ran out of time for that today, I think. Yes. Uh, just because we we hit enough trivia, I think, for for a lifetime. But yeah. we uh, we will come up with more uh, the next time, uh, and and maybe even again some for our guests. Maybe that's what we'll have them do. Our guest needs to to bring in the trivia to stump us. I think that's a good idea. I think that yeah. would be a great a great a great thing for our guests to bring on a question that we can discuss debate and uh and and go from there that's a good idea i like that that's i like that idea well as always you guys can tune in uh to to our offline or our online conversation off mic uh at at the next trek on twitter um you can also see our, our links to to both of our twitter handles on at the next trek um i'm pretty active on there chris is pretty active on there he's trying i'm getting better working on it i'm getting better and uh yeah so so tweet at us um give us your episode reactions uh give us questions things that you want us to answer like i think we both said last time we might be live tweeting or at least reacting good or bad to uh to star trek discovery so join in the conversation there so thanks for listening everybody live long and prosper